Sujata and welcome to the second episode of my series based on Rabindranath Tagore and his poems. In this episode, the poem that we're going to analyze is the Golden Boat or Sonar Tori as it's called in Bengali. The poem was written in 1894 and it's from his collection of poems with the same title, The Golden Boat. Let me recite the poem first and then we will move on to the analysis. The Golden Boat Clouds rumbling in the sky, teeming rain. I sit on the river bank, sad and alone. The sheaves lie gathered, harvest has ended. The river is swollen and fierce in its flow. As we cut the paddy, it started to rain. One small paddy field, no one but me. Flood waters twisting and swirling everywhere. Trees on the far bank smear shadows like ink on a village painted on deep morning gray. On this side, a paddy field, no one but me. Who is the sing... The Golden Boat Clouds rumbling in the sky, teeming rain. I sit on the river bank, sad and alone. The sheaves lie gathered, harvest has ended. The river is swollen and fierce in its flow. As we cut the paddy, it started to rain. One small paddy field, no one but me. Flood waters twisting and swirling everywhere. Trees on the far bank smear shadows like ink on a village painted on deep morning gray. On this side, a paddy field, no one but me. Who is this, steering close to the shore singing? I feel that she is someone I know. The sails are filled wide. She gazes ahead. Waves break helplessly against the boat each side. I watch and feel I have seen her before. Oh, to what foreign land do you sail? Come to the bank and moor your boat for a while. Go where you want to, give where you care to, but come to the bank a moment, show your smile. Take away my golden peri when you sail. Take it. Take as much as you can load. Is there more? No. None. I've put it aboard. My intense labor here by the river. I have parted with it all, layer upon layer. Now take me as well. Be kind. Take me aboard. No room, no room. The boat is too small. Loaded with my gold peri, the boat is full. Across the rain sky clouds, Heave to and fro, on the bare river bank, I remain alone. What had has gone? The golden boat took it all. Now that you've heard the recitation, take a moment and think what you feel about this poem. You may pause the podcast if you want to. Personally, when I read the poem, the themes of loneliness and expression of nature's beauty stood out to me the most. The lines, I sit on the river bank, sad and alone, on this side of a paddy field, no one but me, and on the bare river bank, I remain alone, exude loneliness to me. Now you may have a question, was he physically alone or mentally? That is something that we need to think about. Don't worry, we'll figure this out later in the episode. As I mentioned in my previous episode, Rabindranath Tagore's poems have the power to be interpreted in multiple different ways. And today we are going to exactly do that. We will try to interpret the same poem in three different ways by changing the context. Is it possible? Let's see. 
When I discussed this poem with my classmates, we concluded that the poem could be about the speaker being betrayed by a loved one, someone that he had affection for. He says that the lady was someone familiar. Now this makes us question whether they were acquainted or related to each other. And probably that is the reason why he was dejected and sad to know that she wouldn't take him along. Not just that, but his entire harvest was taken away by the lady, leaving him all alone. This interesting this is an interesting interpretation considering Rabindranath Tagore essentially wrote this poem as an imitation of romantic poetry. He was highly influenced by the ideals of romanticism where the poets could speak about their true self, they could express their true feelings uh, and emotions. He wanted the readers to just enjoy the rhythmic poetry and the beautiful imagery presented by him. Talking about the imagery, the first stanza itself shows us the ability of the poet to capture the essence of nature in words. Though the scene depicted hints towards sadness and despair, his ability to describe nature leaves a lasting impression on the readers. So through this interpretation, we can conclude that the boat was representative of uh, the speaker's unrequited love, a tender, tragic love that he had for his beloved. But his feelings were not reciprocated. The lady did not feel the same way for him and she also took away his most precious treasure from him that was his golden peri. And that could be again a metaphor for his immense love, his golden love that he had for the familiar lady. Now let's change the context and try to look at this poem from an anti-colonialism perspective. Throughout the poem, the poet mentions or the speaker mentions that he was all alone. There was no one but him. But there is this one line where he says, we cut the peri, implying that there were others. There were other peasants and farmers working in their fields. So this particular peasant or the speaker could be representative of all the other Indian farmers and peasants. And the familiar lady could be a metaphor for the zamindari system capitalism that existed during uh, the British rule. The speaker asked the lady, Oh, to what foreign land do you sail? Come to the bank. So by foreign land, the poet is probably referring to the land of dreams and opportunities that British showed us in the beginning when they came to India. If you look back into your history books, you'll find out that British actually came to India as traders. They pretended to be our friends they uh, promised to provide for us and help us in improving our livelihood and lifestyle but they just ended up exploiting their power and abusing us not just that they took away all our resources whatever we produced from our own hard work was taken away by the british and they used it so obviously we were betrayed the indians were betrayed and that is something that the poet is probably trying to show through this poem where the lady betrays the speaker and takes his golden harvest with her there's this one line where the speaker says waves breaking helplessly against both each side so this could be an indication towards the helplessness of the indians 
they couldn't do anything they did not have a choice but to work for the british to serve them in the hope of um with the hopes of changing their life uh changing their lifestyle they did not have any other option so this poem truly describes the plight of indian peasants and um farmers to conclude we can say that in this poem rabindranath tagore tries to depict the exploitation of peasants and farmers uh during the british rule uh note that uh rabindranath tagore himself belonged to a rich zamindar family so probably he was really close to these people to the workers to the peasants to the farmers and that is why he decided to write about their plight and their suffering now let's move on to our final interpretation let's try to view the poem from the lens of spirituality remember the question i asked in the beginning was the speaker mentally or physically alone let's try to answer that question through this interpretation as you may know rabindranath tagore was famously known for writing about the spiritual being the desire of humans and mortals to um unite with the divine divinity so if we look at it from the spiritual perspective we can say that the boat or the lady here is the speaker's or the poet's yearning for enlightenment it is the only medium that will help him achieve enlightenment and the foreign land could be a metaphor for the spiritual world for uh, the final destination for the world of the spirits and the golden pedi uh, could refer to the speaker's soul so what the poet is trying to say in this is that the speaker's soul has already united with the spiritual world it has been taken away by the lady uh, which is uh, the medium to reach there the only thing that is left is his physical self is his physical body that has remained in the fields it cannot as humans we cannot um we cannot go to the spiritual world but our soul can so that is probably something that uh, the poet is trying to show in this poem that the spiritual world only values your soul and your good deeds your hard work your actions not your physical self so if we look at this poem from the spiritual perspective we can say that it's about the unification of our soul with the spiritual world you can have your own interpretations depending on your understanding of the poem these were the three that i could come up with i hope they were helpful and you all enjoyed listening to my analysis uh feel free to share your views uh so i think i'll end my first episode over here see you in my next episode thank you so much for tuning in